Hello, listener. My name is Matt. I'm the author of the story you're about to hear. Today's chapter is about hiding, hide and seek. Kids love playing hide and seek. I like playing hide and seek. A lot of grown-ups play hide and seek. Whether or not they like it, um, I'm not so sure. Because sometimes kids, I'm gonna tell you a little secret here. Grown-ups, when they're playing hide and seek with you, are not always really trying. Sometimes they'll just pretend to hide somewhere. Or they'll pretend to look for you. They're not really looking for you. They're not really hiding. Uh, when grown-ups want to hide somewhere, when they really want to hide, do you know where they hide? In their phones. Their cell phones. Their smartphones. Grown-ups, you know what I'm talking about here. They're looking at their phones. They're reading something. They're writing something. They're browsing something or shopping or whatever. Um, and that's how we grown-ups hide when we really want to get away from it all. So, kids, I want you to look around right now and see if you are listening with a grown-up, and I hope you are. And they are hiding in their phone. I want you to do something with me. I want you to take your left hand, place it ever so gently over the screen of that phone. And then with your other hand, I want you to place it ever so gently on their chin or cheek so that you have their full undivided attention. And I want you to say something together with me right now. I want you to stick out your lip first like you're about to cry. And if you can cry on command right now, then you should do that. Don't be sad, but, you know, I want you to look at the grown-up and say, Hey, I want you to listen to this story with me. Please. Please, can we do it together? <laughs> okay, um, so I, I, I hope I have everyone's attention now, even the grown-ups. Um, and uh, I hope also that you enjoy chapter two of Tilda and Quatch Monster. Tilda and Quatch Monster, chapter two, Hide and Seek. Do you know Tilda? She's a kid who gets bored very easily. And when she's bored, she tries to make things a little more fun. Sometimes with the help of a magical someone known as Quatch Monster. One week after her first encounter with Quatch Monster, Tilda found herself again at home with a parent who was too busy to have any fun. Psst. Mom. I'm hiding. Time to seek. Mom. 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 Look for me. Tilda's mother sat at the kitchen table, focused on her laptop. Honey, I told you, I'm working. Okay, you don't even need to look, pleaded Tilda. Just guess where I'm hiding. Her mother kept her eyes on the computer screen. I hope it's not in the beanbag where I told you not to hide. Of course, Tilda was in the beanbag because it was by far the best hiding spot in the apartment. You just don't want me in here because it's such a good hiding spot, you're worried you'll never find me, she said. No, 
I'm worried you'll get those foam beans all over the floor again and or suffocate. Her mother didn't sound very worried. Tilda unzipped the beanbag. Just a crack. I won't suffocate, Mom. Look, I've got an air hole. For the first time all afternoon, Tilda's mother stopped what she was doing and looked at her. Tilly, I think you need to go outside and get some real fresh air. No! I want to play hide-and-seek with you, cried Tilda. Why don't you go in the backyard and see if your imaginary friend will play with you, her mother suggested gently. Tilda crawled out, plastic beans clinging to her hair and clothes. Quatch Monster is not imaginary, then she added sadly. I don't think we're even friends. A digital ringtone came from the laptop. Tilda's mother was suddenly impatient. Honey, that means I have to talk to someone from work. I'll meet you outside as soon as I'm done, but you're going to have to play hide-and-seek by yourself until then. Moments later, Tilda found herself alone in the silence of the stairwell of their apartment building. She threw her shoes down the stairs. How am I supposed to play hide-and-seek by myself? She said. Tilda was still angry as she walked out into the backyard and waved at her elderly neighbor, Miss Anita, who was standing, as usual, at her kitchen window. What could she be looking at? wondered Tilda. The old woman seemed to be staring past the chestnut tree to an old picnic table and a pile of scrap wood. I know what I'll do, Tilda said to herself. I'm going to make the best hiding spot ever, so when Mom comes out, she won't be able to find me. With a few pieces of wood leaned up against the picnic table, Tilda created a secret hideout which she could crawl into. Then she had the great idea of building a second level on top of the picnic table with a few of the longer boards standing up against each other. Then she camouflaged the whole thing with leaves and sticks. When she was done, Tilda laid inside the top level of her new hideout and smiled, imagining the look on her mother's face when she came outside and couldn't find her. Then, suddenly, Tilda's construction collapsed with a crash. Boards fell around her like cards, and the picnic table buckled underneath her. Too surprised to scream, Tilda landed on the ground without saying a word, and then stayed there for several long moments. Then quietly, she began to cry. That's when Tilda heard the sound she had been waiting to hear all week. A quiet, silly kind of laughing, which seemed to be coming from somewhere above her. <laughs> Tilda gasped and scrambled to her feet. Looking up, she saw the small, pink, formless lump of a creature who had played with her on the swing set the week before. Sitting on a low-hanging branch of the chestnut tree, Quatch Monster twirled a gold-sparkling lock of hair around a long, delicate finger. Are you playing the game where you fall asleep in the trash? Quatch Monster asked. 
because I love that game. Tilda wasn't sure if that was meant to be a joke or not. I wanted to play hide-and-seek, she said. Hide-and-seek? What's that? Quatch Monster asked, apparently very serious. Tilda shrugged. One person hides and the other one goes looking for them. And then? Tilda had to keep herself from laughing. She had never thought anyone could be confused by the rules of hide-and-seek. Let's just play and you'll figure it out, she suggested. Okay! Quatch Monster's voice echoed off the buildings. Tilda's magical playmate had disappeared. You can't just turn invisible, she shouted. I didn't! Tilda thought for a moment, then scanned her surroundings for any suspicious-looking creatures. You can't turn into a caterpillar or butterfly, either! A rustling came from one of the bushes under Miss Anita's window. Then a fat, hairless pink cat with a golden collar walked out from behind the leaves. Can I turn into a cat? it asked. No! Why not? the Quatch Monster cat demanded. Because those are the rules. You have until I count to ten to hide. Tilda closed her eyes and counted to ten. When she opened them again, the yard was empty. She looked up in the tree, in the bushes, under what was left of the picnic table, literally anywhere a person could hide in the empty backyard. You can't leave or fly away either, she shouted, climbing on top of the pile of wood to get a better view of the area. That's when she heard a voice cry, Ouch! Tilda froze. Then she shifted her weight on the woodpile. Oh! Stop! I give up! The voice shrieked from below her. Tilda looked down, but there was no one there. Just a pile of boards and... Was that broken glass? Or glitter? Tilda thrust her hand into the woodpile and pulled back a pink, furry, gold-glittering board with a familiar face. You turned into something again, Tilda said, disappointed. Is this not allowed either? The Quatch board asked, equally disappointed. Tilda explained that not only was one not allowed to turn into a board when playing hide-and-seek, but neither were you allowed to turn into a table, a tree, a window, the wind, a ray of sunshine, or anything else one could think of. You just have to hide as yourself. No magic. Quatch Monster stroked a strand of shimmering hair. And this game is supposed to be fun. If you play it right, Tilda retorted. But of course, Quatch Monster continued to play the game wrong. First by turning very small. Then by turning very big. Then by stretching out very, very, very long and thin. Vanishing like a wisp of hair in the breeze. And just as Tilda decided, it was her turn to hide to show how the game really works. The door to the backyard opened. 
Tilly, I'm done working. Tilda's mother walked out carrying a small dish of fruit and a water bottle. Honey, are you back here? Tilda put a finger to her lips. I need you to help me hide, she said to Quatch Monster. In a flash, they were standing behind the chestnut tree, out of sight from Tilda's mother. This isn't good enough. She'll look here, Tilda whispered. That's when Tilda noticed a faint glint of silver in the trunk of the tree. Carefully, she peeled back a layer of bark, revealing a glittering silver zipper stretching along the trunk of the tree down to the ground. Tilda pulled the zipper down, opening up the tree, and climbed inside with Quatch Monster following behind her. From their magical hiding spot, they could observe unnoticed as Tilda's mother, then a few minutes later her father, carrying her baby brother Otis, searched the courtyard, then spoke with Miss Anita through the window. Tilda could see as her mother left in a hurry, and her father took out his phone and made a call. And Tilda could see as Miss Anita, for some reason, seemed to stare in her direction for an unusually long time. Do you think she can see us? Tilda asked. No, Quatch Monster chuckled with confidence. No way. When her family had gone, Tilda opened the zipper and the two friends climbed out of the tree. It looked like they were really worried, she said. I should probably go find them. Tilda turned to say goodbye, but Quatch Monster was already gone. That wraps up this episode of Tilda and Quatch Monster. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating or review and help us spread the word by telling people about the show. I want to thank Björn Leza for recording and producing. You can check out Björn's German language kids music at flunkmusic.de. If you want to get in touch with us directly, write us an email at quatchmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you join us again soon for the next chapter of the story.